welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. My guest today is Valerie Bennis. Valerie is an award-winning aromatherapist who created the Essence of Valley line of therapeutic products. She recently started a new chapter with the launch of her company, Fragrant Notes, a lifestyle blog for women over 50. Her mission is to inspire women to love and appreciate all that they are through all the faces of their life with purpose, self-care, passion, and creativity. Hi, Valerie. Welcome to Revolutionary Women. How are you today? I'm doing very well, Tess. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. So just to get a little background, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Well, I'm a born and bred New Yorker. I grew up in uh, on the Upper West Side in Manhattan. It was quite different. Uh, I was born in 1953 mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, was a real city kid, although we went away, uh, you know, weekends and um, also for the summer we would go to the country. But people are always very curious about that, what, mm-hmm. what it was like growing up in New York. Mm-hmm. And um, when I graduated from college, I had planned to become a psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. And I started at uh, NYU. And then I decided, you know, I really wanted to take a break from school. Mm -hmm. So I was in the corporate world Mm -hmm. from the age of um, probably 22 until 48. Oh, wow. But during that time, I was studying holistic healing. And so I was drinking wheatgrass juice and homeopathy and and herbs and fasting and juicing and Mm. energy medicine. I was exploring that before it was so popular and it it fascinated me. So when I was 41, I became very serious about essential oils and I'm double certified as an aromatherapist. Mm I uh, created uh, a line of products, mm-hmm. um, and I left my corporate career at the age of 48 Wow! to oh. launch my company. That's awesome. That's really amazing. You know, okay, so I, looking back, um, so I read that, that when you were a teen, you went through a tough time as a result of your parents' divorce, which affected your health. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Um, yes, it was a. It was when I was seven, mm-hmm. and this was in 1960. So divorce was not common, mm-hmm. and one of the things that was that I dealt with was I felt a sense of shame mm-hmm. that my parents were divorced, and I, I didn't even tell my best friend. You know, every time she came over to dinner because she lived upstairs. My father was away on a business trip. Mm. Um, I I really felt, you know, children often do feel it's somehow their fault. Mm -hmm. Um, And it it really then from the age of seven on, I think things weren't really ever the same for me. You know, there was a certain sadness. And um, and then as a teenager, I dealt with uh, depression Mm. and um you know, that was something also that at the time they didn't really know much about. Um, it, surprisingly, today we haven't made 
a lot of advances in that area, mm-hmm. but certainly there have been, and there are a lot of natural alternatives now right. for people that deal with anxiety and depression. Right. Wow, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I was looking at what I was reading, and, and I mean, did you, did traditional medications help at all? Or did you have to try a lot of different things to make you feel better? Uh, for my my depression, they were depressive episodes, so mm-hmm. they would be triggered by something, mm-hmm. usually some stressful event, and they would last for a relatively short amount of time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the sort of depression where people are just chronically depressed, and that's the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, these were depressive episodes, so it could last as little as a week, but it was just very, very uncomfortable, and it was very um, challenging and scary to feel so off and mm-hmm. so different, mm-hmm. you know, yet, of course, you know who you are, um, And um, but I never, you know, there were a few doctors who would prescribe a medication. I never really used them, mm-hmm. but I feel that that also was part of what led me down the path of I want to see what I can do to feel my best, mm-hmm. and then and then I can also share that knowledge with other people. Right. So I think the fact that I struggled, you know, from the you know not age of seven, it was more when I was a teenager that I dealt with a depressive episode and it was right after my mother got remarried Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of drama going on in the house Mm -hmm. because my mother was marrying my my stepfather who I adored and um, my father was very jealous so Mm -hmm. that that's when the depression started coming in and it would usually be once or twice a year you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it happened like in the same seasons, you mm-hmm. know, spring and winter. It's very strange. Um, and, um, you know, I just feel that I embarked on what can I do to feel my best? What mm-hmm. can I eat where I'll feel my best? Mm-hmm. You know, drink where I'll feel my best. Um, you know, what habits such as exercise, you know, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Dancing, mm-hmm. you know, things that will just naturally lift me up. Um, a nice bath. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are herbs. A lot of people now are getting um, literally prescriptions for uh, cannabis mm-hmm. and uh, CBD combinations or right. just CBD. Yep. And so, so there are there, there are gadgets. There are like you know the the light lamps Mm. that people get Mm -hmm. um so i i've just and when i go into a a dark place because it's still sometimes you know it still happens i just take out my tools Mm. weighted weighted blankets have become uh very very uh popular Mm -hmm. for you know being very comforting right yeah and um and i also found out that i'm a highly sensitive person it's a trait known as HSP. Um, a psychologist, Dr. Elaine Aaron, wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Our brains are actually different than a non-HSP. And I think there are 20% of people that have that trait where huh. we're just highly sensitive. And so we pick up nuances in 
people's voices or a manner or an energy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard for us to filter out what's going on around us. Mm. Um, you know, it's very interesting. And that learning that I was an HSP and then also sharing it with other people who mm -hmm. didn't know mm -hmm. and being part of a Facebook group of HSP people, that's been really helpful too. Mm. Um, wow. So I think there's a lot of support available today, and I am amazed at how common mm -hmm. depression and anxiety are. Yeah, uh, very, very common. And um, I belong to uh, an organization called Hope for Depression, mm -hmm. and they do all kinds of different uh, research studies on on depression. Wow. So that's a long-winded answer to your question. But no, I'm a, I'm a non-medication person mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Doctors always say, well, what medications are you taking? Mm -hmm. And I say, none. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because I just went for my annual, or at least we just moved from New York as well to Virginia, um, huh? in Virginia Beach, and I had to get a primary care physician here. And, you know, they ask you all the questions and they said, OK, so what medications are you on? I'm like, um, <laughs> um, Zyrtec, <laughs> you know, I'm like, really? And I was like, yeah, uh, I mean, I've never I mean, yeah, now and again, if I needed to, I'll take an Advil. But I really don't like taking anything unless I know for sure I really need it. You know, I just I I guess I'm just so I, I would rather like not take anything unless I know for sure it's going to help me. Um, and it's, it's you know, I, I wonder if, um, d did you feel like, you know, you were saying that you would experience depression, like, you know, I guess a few times of the year, but do you think they were triggers from either seasons or just from being um, in different situations? When I look back, uh, and it was over such a long period of years, mm. it was usually triggered by something external, like mm. a change. A change that was often okay. the trigger. Okay. Uh, for example, I went to the NYU School of Social Work, mm -hmm. and a few weeks into that program, I went into. Um, a severe, they were severe depressions, mm. and, although they were short lived. And uh, I ended up dropping out of graduate school. Um, so it, it seemed that they often happened around the time where there was a change, mm -hmm. you know, something that was destabilizing mm -hmm. that just threw me off and, wow. uh, you know, caught, was a catalyst for a depressive episode. Wow. Okay. So you mentioned before that you were in the corporate world and then decided to leave it in 2000, which, when, which is when you created your company, Essence of Valley. Can you tell me a little bit about your company and what, um, what it is exactly that you do? Okay, so um, I studied essential oils uh, from the age of 41 till the age of 48. Mm-hmm. And during that time, people would come to me because I, I worked full time mm -hmm. and they would tell me what was ailing them. You know, I can't sleep. Mm -hmm. I have uh, scars from surgery. I'm depressed or my hair is falling out. I have headaches. 
it ran the gamut. Mm -hmm. And I would create a formula for them, which went into a book, a book that I still have. Oh, wow. And when I, when I was getting ready to leave my corporate career, I created a line that was based on these one-on-one interviews that I had with people where I would create a customized formula for them Mm -hmm. because I saw a pattern. So the line revolves around these common conditions. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest ones was sleep. And I never knew how many people had trouble sleeping. Yeah. And so our most popular product to this day helps people sleep. So basically, I created a line that is 100% natural. Mm-hmm. If you look at the back of each label, you, you know what the ingredients are most likely. So it could be, you know, a base of jojoba, which is what we use for our massage oils. Mm-hmm. And then a blend that I created. So, for example, we have a decongest blend that's eucalyptus, peppermint, orange, and lemon. And that's a synergy that helps clear congestion. So it's a simple line. You know, there are the massage oils, the Mm. mists, concentrates, roller bottles, gift Mm. sets, um, we have uh, the massage oils and the mist in professional sizes because we also work with spas and they'll use them uh, back bar. So that's that's what I created and that's what I launched. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, over a 19-year period. It's so hard, Tess, when I think about it, like 19 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Where did it go? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's wild. That's really awesome, though, that you you know, you decided that you wanted to make yourself feel better. And so you found these, or you created your own products. And, you know, you actually were able to help other people because they helped you, which is really cool. Yes. Um, That's really awesome. So was there an aha moment for you when you thought that, oh, okay, this is what I really want to do for the rest of my life. Yes, what happened to me is I was walking, I I remember this, Hmm. I was walking on Madison Avenue, and which was near my office, and and I was 41 years old, And I had just come out of a very short marriage Mm. and I wasn't feeling, you know, and I, and actually I had come out of this short lived marriage and several months later met a man that I then lived with for many years. And, um, I'm bringing him up for a reason because I was thinking to myself, I don't want to be in the corporate world for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I just, I I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And then what came into my mind was I want to study aromatherapy. It was like it just popped up. And I had studied a lot of different modalities within the world of natural healing. Mm -hmm. But it was that little voice that said aromatherapy, essential oils, that's what you want to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned it to my boyfriend, Michael, who was a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And he was vegan and he was very involved in natural healing. And I said to him, I need to find a teacher that I can learn about essential oils mm-hmm. within two days. Oh, wow. <laughs> he had to he talked to someone that he knew and she recommended 
this woman, Patricia Betty, who was a massage therapist and an aromatherapist. Mm -hmm. And I studied one-on-one with her for six months. Every day after work, not twice a week after work, I would walk over to to her office. Mm -hmm. And um, so in, in answer to your question, the aha moment was that walk on Madison Avenue thinking, I don't want to stay in the corporate world for the rest of my life, followed by I want to study essential oils. That's really cool. Wow. You know, and you changed, you know, your your life drastically by doing so. That's really, you know, I mean, going from a corporate environment to the natural, um, I I guess, homeopathic um, aromatherapy um, world is just, it's totally different. (laughs) It's like so, so different. Um, but it, it seemed like that was where you were headed anyway, you know, eventually, yeah, I mean, eventually I think you would have found that, but I guess that, that was the time that you decided, okay, you know, I really don't want to keep doing this. So, you know, that's what happened. That's amazing. It's really awesome. Um, so do you, the we're in the pandemic currently. Um, do yes. you find that your products are helping others a lot more because of this? Or have you found that more people are going into the natural um, or, or making it so that they can use natural products as opposed to traditional medicine? Um, I think we've been going in that direction now for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure exactly when the trend really picked up. Um, you know, I saw it in like all the juice bars that were popping mm-hmm. up and, you know, even how now there are all these different vegan milks and vegan yes. foods. And yes. so we've been heading in that direction, although I, I still don't think most of uh, the United States is in that mode. But mm-hmm. there there is a, a good um, uh, shift in, in a lot of people's thinking and the way they take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Now, when the pandemic first hit, there was a definite increase Mm. in sleep. That was a big thing that people were buying. Mm. Um, And, you know, your your question is interesting because I think uh, the pandemic has been a time for some people to focus more on their health and well-being, you know, just mm-hmm. being home, being home more and yeah. cooking more right. um, and people needing projects. And, mm-hmm. you know, right. some people, sure, some yeah. people, some people have gone the health care route mm-hmm. and some people have gone in the other direction. Yeah. And um, so but yes, definitely sales of our sleep product was yeah. definitely up. Because um, again, people were really struggling. They're still struggling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because, and you know, sleep is really necessary um, to maintain a healthy, a, a healthy body. And you know, I remember when the pandemic like hit, and it was just like that. I started worrying because, I mean, while we moved, my husband and I moved out in the south out in the south our family is still up north you know and my our daughter is still on um in new york so we're just like i couldn't i couldn't um 
I guess I could not get myself to relax knowing that she is on her own. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, she wasn't, she was with her boyfriend, but it, it wasn't the same. So I was mm-hmm. constantly like, you know, there was, I felt anxious and I felt like I, I was not sleeping. And I think I'm still not sleeping. I've had to resort to <laughs> melatonin every night. Um, and it does help. And, but that's the only thing that I've, that I know has helped recently. And, you know, listening to how you are talking about, you know, during the pandemic and how sleep was your, or the product of, of the product that you had to hopefully get people to sleep. You know, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised because I'm sure that so many people are just like be, between the isolation and having to, you know, um, having to deal with what the next thing was going to be or, or how are they going to maneuver around this pandemic, I'm sure, you know, got a lot of people anxious and and, and maybe depressed, you know, depending on who the person yes. was. So it's, it, is, it is interesting. Um, I was just curious because I wasn't sure whether, you know, that was something that would increase the sales and like you said it did because yes you know, people are people are anxious and and unsure of what the future is going to be so uh it's really you know this pandemic has definitely hit a lot of um people in so many different ways and 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 it's still unfortunate it's you know we're getting we're finally i think getting to a good stage but at the same time it was it's been quite a year so <laughs> yes um, so, okay, um, well, so was there ever, was there ever an event that made you decide, you know, I, you, we talked about this because you said that, you know, just walking down Madison Avenue made you realize you didn't want to be in the corporate world anymore mm-hmm. and you wanted to mm-hmm. go into this route. Was that something you consciously decided, well, okay, I want to do this so I can, um, create this company to help myself and my and to to make sure that I'm taking care of myself as well as other people did you already think that you wanted to do this to help others uh you know I've always enjoyed helping others you Mm. know I and and actually one of the ways that I today when I'm feeling blue Mm -hmm. the best thing I found is for me to reach out to a friend and find out how they are because mm-hmm. it takes me out of myself. So yeah. I always, I was always very aware of other people mm-hmm. and interested and curious about them mm-hmm. and, and got a great deal of satisfaction um, out of, out of being helpful in whatever way I could. Mm-hmm. So your question is so interesting. It's making me think a little bit and reflect back I don't know that in my mind I thought, well, someday I'm going to create a line of products Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get involved in manufacturing Mm -hmm. and and distribution (laughs) and and running a company. I think that I more saw myself as I will become an aromatherapist Mm -hmm. and I'll have a little practice and work one-on-one with people. I think that was probably more in my mind mm-hmm. than starting a whole company with mm-hmm. a whole with a whole product line, right. you know, because, you know, I had to learn all about packaging and mm-hmm. UPC codes and, 
maintaining inventory mm-hmm. and manufacturing right. and yeah. you know there was so much it's it's so fun when I look back on it because I knew nothing about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it was more just in that moment that I wanted to study this particular part of natural healing mm-hmm. and I I also don't know what because sometimes I'm a little bit impulsive mm-hmm. and, and not that and I am I am methodical in, in many ways too. Mm-hmm. But when I look back on when I left gray advertising, I remember my twin brother, who is a very successful entrepreneur, saying to me, "It wasn't you shouldn't have left so soon. You should have gotten a big account before you left." <laughs> <laughs> but, oh wow! <laughs> but, uh, but the truth is, he was uh, he became my mentor, and mm-hmm. I learned so much from him. And because, yeah. uh, you know, it was it was just everything was different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, were, are you surprised that it's gone so well? I mean, <laughs> you know, we're talking a few years or like a, like really, is it almost um, how, how long have you been on this since? Well, for... in 2000, I, I, I launched it in the year 2000. So it's but the, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. But but then, well. It was 19 years, oh, and wow. I, I, because I passed the baton at the end of 2019. Okay. So, um, you know that that that's another thing. I think in the beginning, because I did a lot of trade shows, and you know we got uh, press, and it just felt like a little unreal. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And, and there was, and again, there was a lot of learning, you know, I was also expanding the line, Mm -hmm. you know, just setting everything up so that the company ran smoothly. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are so many different hats of an entrepreneur of a, of a small company. We have to wear all these different hats and some, some we wear better than others, Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I think I would have been happy just to be involved in the creation of new products and the packaging, and I would have been very happy doing that, but mm. there were other tasks. Right, yeah. But that's really awesome. That, wow, 20 years. And do you look back saying to yourself, I can't believe that it's been 20 years, and I can't believe that one moment when I decided to go that route has has become like you know it, it has become this um company that is helping so many yeah it's i mean it's i feel i feel very good about it and um i also feel very good that i passed the baton because mm-hmm there's someone who will continue. Mm-hmm. My legacy will live on after I'm gone because mm-hmm. she's totally committed to it and she's younger than I am. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, that that was also important too. And there was the feeling when I was feeling, you know, gee, I'm, I'm not sure I want to be doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. How, do I, how does it continue without me needing to be so involved? Right. Oh. So you were able to pass the baton to someone who is still doing the same work, who, are, who is at least doing what you founded 
and continuing. Yes. That's awesome. Yes. And I get to mentor her. Oh, that's great. Uh, which I do. And and I'm starting something new. So Yeah, yeah I, I read that you started a lifestyle blog for Women Plus titled Fragrance Notes. Can you tell me what inspired you to create this blog? Uh, well, Okay. And actually we we haven't quite launched yet. We're oh, going to launch okay. we're going to we're going to launch any day. Oh, okay. So so what happened to me was after I sold my company, I freaked out a little bit. I thought, <laughs> oh, oh no, you know, I, 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 maybe I wasn't ready to do this. You know, so much of my identity was tied up in being the owner of Essence of Valley. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Valley is my nickname. So mm-hmm. uh, it was a real sense of loss mm-hmm. and um, again, feeling very destabilized mm-hmm. and that put me into a bit of a, a blue place, a mm. depression. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I was tinkering, you know, making things. I hadn't made any new products in a long time. And I tinkered with hand sanitizers. Mm-hmm. And then I started tinkering with perfumes because um, the focus of Essence of Valley is therapeutic aromatherapy formulas. Mm -hmm. And I had one perfume in my line, but I hadn't really focused on being an aromatherapist perfumer. Mm -hmm. And I have friends in the field that did that only focus on perfumes. And it's challenging to create perfumes with essential oils. It's much easier with synthetic fragrance. Mm. So I, so I created um, four different blends Mm -hmm. And one of them translated beautifully as a perfume. And then I said to myself, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to launch another product line. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want the new owner of Essence of Valley, let her do the marketing and selling. You know, she'll Mm -hmm. buy it wholesale from me. And let me focus on another passion, which is educating people about health and well-being and self-care. Right. And I decided I wanted to focus on women 50 plus. Mm. And, you know, it would be a community of women to share ideas. Um, You know, I'll interview people. At some point, I'd love to do what you're doing, which is a podcast. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be deep stuff. And it's going to be, you know, superficial stuff. Like, what's the best lipstick mm. to for mm-hmm. women 50 plus? Or, the, you know, the best mascara or the way we care for our hair or right. exercise. or So it's going to be my way of sharing information, mm-hmm. a lot of which I've learned over all these years and new information. And I, I know so many interesting people. Mm. You know, like you, you've shared with me, I also, I know so many fascinating women Mm -hmm. and to give them a voice and to shine the light on them is, is something that I'm going to do. And the name Fragrant Notes, that was the name I came up with for my new perfume company that isn't going to happen. And my web designer said, well, I think you need to change the name. And I I said, no, fragrant notes. It's like the notes of your life, Mm. the notes of your life, you know, and each has a different tone and feeling. 
um, you know, like oh, scent. Yeah. So I felt I could tie them together and it, it just sounds nice, fragrant yeah. notes. No, it's beautiful. I love, especially after you just, you know, described it and the meaning behind it. I think it's really, uh, it's a great way, you know, to, to really, I guess, discover every person's, you know, different notes, you know, their different yes. senses. I, I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's that's really awesome, and and I can't. I look forward to, uh, you know, finding out more about that on the website. You know, when when you have launched it, um, but is there? It, why do you think that? Do you think it's it's the market is needed right now for women fifty plus? Is there not a market out there um, that is, you know, targeting that? age group or, or is this just something that you decided no this is what I would like to do in as a contribution to you know what what I've started I see it as my contribution mm-hmm. uh, for whoever wants to listen mm-hmm. and be a part of it and I feel it's like my my next chapter, mm. you know, which where I can do something again that I'm interested in, something that gives something to other people, mm-hmm. helpful information. Right. And, um, you know, that that will it, it'll give me satisfaction. I I I know I'm not it's not a completely original idea. Mm. There are a lot of other sites like it, mm-hmm. but. You know, it's just like there are a lot of aromatherapy products out there. Right. Yeah. But how how do you distinguish yourself, and can you distinguish yourself in a way that people really, um, you know, feel inspired and informed, and they they want to be a part of the the community that you're creating? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, the thing is, Tess. I, I speak to women that are younger, much younger, women that are the same age as me when I first started my company, mm-hmm. and I hear the enthusiasm in their voice. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so excited, and it reminds me of me, you mm-hmm. know, when I was starting out mm-hmm. and how, how excited I was. Yeah. And one of the reasons that I passed the baton is because I didn't have that same excitement. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I do feel excitement about this lifestyle blog. Uh, I I did get excited about my new perfume, mm-hmm. um, you know, because, again, that's, I think, creative projects for me mm-hmm. um, are really important. And um, that's a mood booster, too. Yeah, for sure. When, when you're working uh, creatively. And I, I do feel that everybody... And you see it in children, the way they play. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a creative mm-hmm. part. Yeah, I, I'm sure. And and you're right. Everybody has a creative part in them. And it's just how they use it and how mm-hmm. they, they get it out to actually, you know, get it out there into the world is is different for everyone. So that's great. I, I love that. Um, okay, so is there anything you haven't done yet that you would like to do? Okay, besides the blog, <laughs> besides the, you know, the fragrant notes, outside of that, is there anything you haven't done yet that you would love to try? That is such a great question. And I, oh, 
I was going to say getting married again. Oh. I mean, my first marriage was so short-lived, but <laughs> that would be something. Now, when I say get married again, mm-hmm. and I have a friend who does this, and she adores her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a second marriage for both of them. And um, they're married, but she has her apartment, and he has his apartment, huh. and they spend uh, four nights together. and Three nights she's at her place. Huh. Uh, on the Upper West Side near me, uh-huh. and uh, that's that's what I feel has been um, a challenge for me mm. more than other areas of, you know, really having a, a, a wonderful, healthy, romantic relationship. So mm. that that would be something that I would like mm-hmm. to have before I'm not on this planet anymore. Mm-hmm. I think you have a while to go. I think you'll be good. <laughs> I think you'll be good. Well, you know, that's something that you, that's something to look forward to, something that you might want to, you know, just when this is all, you know, this pandemic is done and and we can be free to like be outside. That's, you know, that's be, that would be amazing. That'd be very cool if you can meet someone who really connects with you. I mean, yes. it is all about connection. Right? Correct. At the end of it, yes. at the end of the day, it's all about connection. So I, I love that. Okay, so personal goals. Do you have any at the moment besides what you're already doing? <laughs> you know, there's a lot on your plate. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the 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 thing now, you know, in terms of the goal, mm-hmm. is my website is going to go live. Actually, today. Oh wow. Uh, and it's uh, fragrantnotes.com. Uh-huh. So one of my personal goals is to be consistent in working on this, you know, not neglecting it. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we have great ideas, but mm-hmm. um, we don't necessarily follow through. So I want to follow through with really creating something special, a, mm. a, a special community. Um, you know, I, I continue to exercise and eat well and, uh, you know, take the best care of myself that I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's always part of my, you know, a personal goal. Mm-hmm. And, and to continue uh, forming the relationships that I have with friends. And mm. um, I'm, I'm very interested in communities of people and bringing people together and brainstorming. And um, so I, 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 I think that's another thing I feel like I don't feel um, terribly ambitious, hmm. <laughs> right? I, I don't. And I feel like it's a certain luxury uh, at my age. And I, I'm a youthful 68. But, you know, I've been working all of my life mm. um and not all of my life but my adult life right and i so i like some pauses mm-hmm. you know and today i didn't go into my office and i i went and spoke to the bank officer about setting up a new bank account and i picked up some food i had lunch now i'm on the phone with you i i like this kind of more easy free type of life mm-hmm. um without pressure Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, I think I'll always have personal goals, but I don't feel an intensity about them that maybe I did a long time ago. 
I, I feel like I'm easy, like I'm going easy on myself. Oh, well, you know, you have put in your time <laughs> and you're still doing so. You're still working. You know, I mean, it's not like you probably were used to, but it's it, you're still you're still contributing to the community. You know, you're still doing what you love or at least like going into a different or a new direction, but at the same time you're still contributing, you know, to to the world, the community. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, and it, it's so, I, I, I was just remembering how over the years, you know, things that I know about health, mm -hmm. where I've been able to help someone. Mm. And uh, I, I'll never forget this friend of mine. We, were, we knew each other from the gym. Mm -hmm. And she has uh, osteoporosis, mm -hmm. and so do I. And she was drinking huge amounts of milk. Hmm. And she had a chronic sinus infection and the doctor kept putting her on antibiotics oh, and then geez. he was going to drain her sinuses. Ooh. And she, I asked her, I said, Charlotte, how many glasses of milk are you drinking a day? Mm -hmm. And it was some crazy number. I said, don't drink any more cow's milk. Mm -hmm. Go and get almond milk, yep. unsweetened. Well, within a few weeks, no infection. Wow. And she she she's been fine ever since. And I just you know I got a great deal of satisfaction out of that little tip mm -hmm. that helped my friend. Yeah, that's and wild. Uh, you that's know I remember wonderful. yeah another person who had dry eye mm -hmm. while they weren't drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. You know things that a doctor I'm sorry should really be able to tell people, but they don't even know. Mm. <laughs> so so I love that you know just. Uh, yeah, something that I found mm -hmm. and then you share it with someone else and it gives them so much and it didn't cost me anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a, it's really amazing that, uh, you know, out of just speaking with you, you know, and just that one little change changed her health. That's yes. really amazing. And it's funny, I, not funny, but um, so I can relate this story to you, which is when my, my when our daughter was 10, she was constantly missing classes and she was just constantly sick. And mind you, when she was born, you know, we couldn't give her regular milk and she was on like the least processed or the most processed. I don't remember, <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> it was definitely not milk because yeah, she couldn't hold it. So after you know, she started getting into milk when she was a little older. And we figured, okay, she must be better. She's tolerating milk. At the age of 10, all of a sudden, she was just not functioning well. She wasn't sleeping. She was, you know, she was just really miserable. And we went through so many doctors. And we finally found the right pediatrician who actually said to us, have you thought of maybe cutting back milk or cutting out mm -hmm. milk? And we're like, but she, that's, you know, she loves cheese. She loves, it's like, no, just try it out. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we took dairy out. It was insane. It was just like, what a difference. So we're like, oh, and then my husband realized, you know, I didn't remember. But when he was younger, he couldn't tolerate milk either. I mean, mm -hmm. he, not, as, not as bad as our daughter, but, you know, he would he would have problems with with I guess any type of dairy so we're like oh 
Okay, so yeah, just, you know, taking something out and finding, at least finding the right person to tell you, you know, maybe you should try this, you know, really, really does help. You know, so I was just like so floored when, when we, it's like years of, of my daughter having to suffer. It was just like, yes. we could have just like taken it, but you know, we didn't know. Um, mm -hmm. And it took someone who decided, look, you know, all right, maybe I shouldn't be telling you this, but <laughs> you know, maybe you should try this. So, and I, I can so relate to what you said because, you know, just that one person you know, suggesting something or maybe saying, look, you know, how about you do this and then see how you feel. So, but it really, it made a big difference. So, okay. And do you have, now we've talked about your personal goals and they're tied in pretty much with your company, but do you have other goals for fragrant notes? Um, well, in terms of fragrant notes, what I one of the things I want to do is uh, create more perfumes mm -hmm. um, because, um, you know, again, that gives me great pleasure, that whole process. So one is to create more perfumes and the other is to continue to um, find ways mm -hmm. of getting people to learn about the fragrant notes community like we, we now have the fragrant notes woman. So there's a whole, you know, identity around being a fragrant notes woman. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, it would be how, how do I get my like my goal would be to get my message out, to get myself out there mm -hmm. in a way that really does have an impact. And I, you know, look, we live in a culture where there are models that are 14 years old. Why? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> And yep. they're mm -hmm. dangerously skinny. Yes. And, um, you know, we have, I think, a very unhealthy way of looking at aging mm -hmm. as if it's a disease and it's bad things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, hence the question, what medications are you on and shock when you aren't on any right. or, you know, oh, gee, you don't look 68 yeah. like what is that supposed to even yeah, look like that's true you know and all the things that women go through to uh look younger as if that's somehow better mm -hmm. and if you think about it, i always think audrey I, audrey hepburn was one of my um i just admire her so much mm -hmm. me too she she aged and she was still beautiful yeah. and i don't think she went out and did anything to no, her face nothing nothing um, and she was beautiful with her wrinkles. Yep. And so so one of one of my goals through fragrant notes is for women to stop fighting who they are. Mm. And to I, I think I mean look, I, I have trouble with my aging, mm -hmm. um, but I'm working on it. And if I can be my, the best version of myself mm -hmm. by taking care of myself, that right. I can be that's good enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so it's, it's how do we as women, as we age, just accept these different versions of ourselves, love that version, make whatever, uh, you know, adapt and make whatever adjustments we have to, maybe mm -hmm. we don't wear the same style of jean or, mm -hmm. you know, the same t-shirts or whatever. Mm -hmm. We make the, we make these adjustments. Yeah. And, and, um, 
you know, that's that's what I want. I want I see that people, myself included, often the image that they have of themselves mm. is not in sync with the image that other people have of them. And oh, ideally, ideally, those are in sync. Yeah. Um, and ideally, people feel good about who they are and they love who they are. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, you know, the self-critical voice is something that many people uh, struggle with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, also because we've been so inundated, you know, from growing up in this kind of society where, you know, you're only, you're good so long as you're young and, you know, maybe I'm being overly critical or, or overly emphasizing, you know, things, but, you know, youth is, is good and, and aging isn't, and it shouldn't be, yes. you know, it, it shouldn't be that way at all. And, and as, you know, as every one of us, ages you know we have to realize that you know what we're we're not going to be yeah we're not going to be looking the same as we used to in our 20s and and so then what do we just slink back and then not you know and and then decide okay we're not going to be a part of of that anymore and and it's so it's it really is damaging to someone's you know to someone's identity identity but at the same time their own perception of themselves you Mm -hmm. know so I I really love what you're saying because it's true you know we all are going through the same things (laughs) and and eventually we will all get we will all age and we just have to you know like you said you know um, be the best versions of ourselves Mm-hmm. So and love that version of ourselves. So, but we, as a society, unfortunately, we are so conditioned to not do that. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of. I think it ta- it's it takes a lot for um for people to feel that you know they're where they are now is where they should be, or mm-hmm. and that they're okay. You know that they're they're good. So. But I'm, I love what you said. And it's funny because I was, I had, you know, I, I love this quote that you had on your site, which is creating blends that smell beautiful and are used in a sensual and healing way are a creative expression of who I am. From an early age, I've loved self-care and taking care of others. And that's really who you are. And I love that, you know, I, I, because you really are, you know, you may have started off as wanting to create, you know, or these products for yourself, but at the same time, you're making it um, available to so many others so they can feel better about themselves. Yes, yeah, and I, you know, over the years, consumers will will reach out to me, or I'll reach out to them, mm-hmm. and they'll share with me. Uh, one one consumer who has been a, a con- who has bought a lot of um, the sleep blend and also uplift, which is for depression. Mm-hmm. She, I reached out to her because she was buying so regularly, mm-hmm. and um, I reached out to her to find out how she was using the product. And she said she used it for her her autistic son, mm-hmm. and that it was very comforting for him. And there was another man who wrote to me that 
he has five children and they all use our sleep blend at night. They have wow. a, a family ritual and, huh. you know, that it crosses all sexes, all ages. We, I've heard funny stories about pets benefiting <laughs> from the sleep blend, dogs sleeping better. Wow. But it, it is, if I really stop and think about it mm-hmm. every night, like there are people out there using Essence of Valley Sleep Blend on their pillowcase mm. and um, getting comfort from it. And it's it's a good feeling. Yeah. And um, But it's not something that I can tell you I often think about, you mm. know, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. Any product manufacturer, I mean, I use other, you know, I don't make it, I have toothpaste brand I like mm-hmm. and a shower gel brand I like. And mm-hmm. there are all these companies out there. And I'm, I'm talking more about the small companies and there are so many of them mm-hmm. where it really is very personal. Mm-hmm. And like even we hand make most of the products. So when people get them, they've been handmade. Mm. Wow. That's and it's great. very personal. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, okay, so how can someone, um, if they were interested in any of your products, how can they go about contacting you? The best way for them to contact me is Valerie, and it's V-A-L-E-R-I-E, at essenceofvalley.com, and that's E-S-S-E-N-C-E-O-F, and then V like Victor, A-L-I, Valley. Valley is my nickname, mm. and hence the name of the company, Essence of Valley. And then um, I will, I mean, Fragrant Notes, my my web designer, who I think was losing patience with me, <laughs> she said, today it's going live. So probably <laughs> okay. at the end of the day or by tomorrow, you can take a look at it. But, that's um, and that's, you know, that's going to be the lifestyle blog. And the perfume is also on there, oh, um, and it, it, it links to uh, Essence of Valley. So. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, my gosh, that's awesome. Okay, so is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners? Yes, that anything is possible, that taking care of yourself on all levels, mentally, emotionally, and physical, physically, is a number one priority Mm. and that there are many many healthy habits that people can learn uh and adapt and you know adopt Mm -hmm. and to to lead a a healthy and happy life forever Mm. you know and I, i think that's also part of my message this idea that getting older is some kind of a a death sentence mm-hmm. and you're going to end up, you know, in a nursing home with dementia or it's just it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And so if I can inspire people to just treasure themselves enough mm-hmm. to take, I like to say to take impeccable care of themselves, if I can somehow inspire that, I, I will, my, my work will be done. Oh, that's, that's beautiful, Valerie. And if you could go back in time, what would you tell your younger self? I would say you gave yourself a really hard time, (laughs) but Mm. you did good. You did good. 
he did good in the world. Oh, and you are. That's amazing. You're doing great in the world. Wow. Thank you so much, Valerie, for spending some time with me on the show. And I wish you luck with the new site and, you know, continued success with Essence of Valley. And, you know, I hope to uh, have you on again once you have your site up. <laughs> and then we can talk more about your blog and, and how it's going out there. That's so beautiful, Tess. Thank you for this opportunity. It it really, it's a dreary day in New York. And mm. this has been such a lovely, lively, interesting conversation. So oh. thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. All right. Well, I hope to speak to you soon. Have a good day. You too. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Valerie Bennis on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.